Hey, today we're talking about sibling support and how we can continue to grow that team culture in our own homes. So let's jump in. Hey there, my name is Matthew and I'm a nuclear launch officer in the United States Air Force and author of Nuclear Leadership. And I'm Catherine, military wife and homeschool mama. Together we have three kids, Garrett who's 12, Renee who's 9, and Riley Ann who's 6. And And this this is is our our nuclear nuclear family. family. See what we did there? Nuclear launch officer, get it? Catherine and I could talk about parenting for hours. But... Hours are scarce around here, and for most of us, the years are short, but the days are long. So that's why for the next 20 to 30 minutes, we hope to spark some ideas and encourage you on a specific parenting topic. We're not experts, but we do believe parenting is done better in community and that we can all learn from one another. So strap in as we launch into the conversation. All right, well, so here we are. Another conversation. This time we're going to talk about siblings and how we foster good sibling relationships. Yeah, right? or supporting each or other. Or supporting each other, yeah. Yeah, because they're, we may not, we're not trying to make them best friends with each other necessarily, but we do, it is an important relationship because it's an enduring one, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like when we think about that sibling relationship over the course of a lifetime. They're the ones who are most likely going to be with you your whole life, mm-hmm. right? So it is a special relationship, so we want it to be supportive, right? Yeah, well, and we can't control, like, ultimately, we can't control their relationship and right. how they respond and react to one another long term, mm-hmm. but we can, we do have a little bit of control right now, Yes, and we have an example to set, so I think that's where we're yeah, going there. Yeah, totally, yeah, trying to set them on a trajectory that hopefully endures past sure. when they're out of our house. Um, we were listening to um, Andy Stanley and his wife, Sandra, and uh, they have a new book coming out that's about called Getting It Right. Mm-hmm. And for them, the it was wanting to have their kids spend time with the parents and with each other when they no longer had to. Mm-hmm. That was the whole goal of their parenting like if they could yeah we would sum it up in yeah. yeah in one goal it was to have that relationship at the center of it and so that got kind of got us thinking it was a super good podcast yeah link to it yeah for it's sure really really good yeah and so they talked about helping siblings and how how do we help our siblings help one another and um what does support look like right well and really they they talked more about, I feel like, the parent-child relationship. and mm-hmm. But it did spur our brains on to, because they did say we want our whole family to want to spend time together mm-hmm. when they're older and when they don't have to anymore. And we were like, well, so what are some ways we're intentional about this with our own kids? And, you know, as far as right now in history goes, is you know, Garrett and Renee are... Super duper close, Renee and Riley, Garrett and Riley, super duper close, all mm-hmm. of our kids um, support each other. But we know that there is a time coming where they all have their own independence. They all have a little bit fully fuller schedules yeah. and they have other priorities that they may want to do or, you know, more selfish about their time right. really than they are right now when they're 12 and under. Totally. And 
Um, when I think back on my own experience, that's sort of the age where my sister and I started to do your own thing. Do our own things more because I I moved to middle school, she was still in elementary school, and then we weren't together again until I was a junior in high school. Right. So there's a lot of things that change between being a sixth grader and being a junior in high school and and on her side too, from fourth grade to freshman. Like there's a lot that happens during that time. So how do we create an environment that still maintains that relationship when there are so many other factors that are starting to come into that relationship, different friend groups, different activities, et cetera? Well, and I think as we were growing up, both of our parents were very supportive parents and they supported us and our siblings. But as we got older, even in my family, who was homeschooled through sophomore year of high school, started, I don't know, drifting a little bit. So we just wanted to bring even more intentionality. Right. I know you're surprised. Well, and just aware- <laughs> awareness, too, in our own parenting. Like, yeah. hey, this is coming down the pike. This is a, a potential obstacle that we're going to have to try to work through and figure out. How do we do it? Do we make our kids all go to each other's things? Right. And just thinking about what that looks like today with their little league, you know, flag football and soccer and volleyball, that's not always possible. Yeah. Like games happen at the same time or um, they're across town from each other or, you know, we have to do the divide and conquer shuffle game. Right. You know, maybe it's drop one off take the others to their games and you don't even see kid one play. Right. Right. So uh, what does support look like when schedules don't really align? Right. And I think that's, that's one piece of it, but it could be even, I think of it from a parent's perspective. Sometimes if you go to like a swim meet or a track meet or uh, my sister did equestrian, like those are long events where the event that you're looking for is a very small bit of it. Right. Right. You're looking for two minutes in. Out of three hours. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's hard for us as parents to be motivated to go to those things. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. Because yeah. there's things that we want to do. Much less bring siblings. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Who are just going to sit there and complain about how bored they are the whole time. Right. Or they'll be on an iPad <laughs> or something. Right. You know? So, so it's tough. I mean, that's the the bottom line. Like the point I want to get across is there's a lot of things, there's a lot of different aspects of this, both from a sibling standpoint and from a parenting standpoint mm-hmm. that makes it difficult to come off as supportive, especially if you're not communicating that well with your children. Right. So, you know, let's look at some ways we're doing this or you know, starting to implement being more intentional about this, even though our kids are still young, I think it's important that we can, you know, when they were really young and we didn't have three different schedules going, we did make them all go to each other's events. Mm -hmm. Even though it was cold, even though it was inconvenient, supporting your sibling, supporting each other as a family is really important. And many of you know, we go by the name Team Ditson. In our house, like Mm -hmm. that's what we call ourselves and that we work as a team in cleaning up the house and in everything and especially in supporting each other's 
extra activities. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they were little, we definitely tried to go to physically be at each event that we mm-hmm. could be. And now as they're getting older, one of the things that, I mean, and I think the first thing that you really have to do is everybody has to know that there is something going on. Yeah. Right? Communication is key to this support thing. So when we're sitting at the dinner table or we're sitting at the breakfast table mm-hmm. or, or even on the weekend, you know, sometime during, we're saying, okay, what is going on this week? Oh, there's a tryout happening and there's a, you know, orchestra concert and there's play practice or whatever. Yeah. So you know what's up for each person, even if that stuff is at school and mm-hmm. you don't, you don't have to take there's- them extra places or like... But there's no way for you to attend because you're, yeah, you're not in- at work or you're doing whatever you do during the day while they're or at school. they don't even let and people they, watch right. tryouts, you know, or Exactly, whatever. yes. So having that conversation with the family that says, hey, what's going on with you this week? Like, how's orchestra? And I think that is being intentional about asking in front of others or if you know separately saying, hey, also, let's not forget that on Wednesday... Garrett has a play tryout going on. It's really hard to be supportive if you don't know what's happening. Right. So I think that is number one, is to get that communication flow going within the whole family. Yeah. Even if it's not something that you can attend. And having, yeah, having everyone present for that conversation, not just so that you can know what's happening, but just so that you can see kind of what support looks like from us to, from parent to child. So that they can know better how to support one another, like asking, being able to ask those questions on their own time, like, oh, you had that tryout today or, you know, they're getting ready for bed at night, like our bedtime episode. And they're having those conversations like, how are you feeling about this tryout that's coming up? Or are you excited about uh, your first football game or your first soccer game? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, they can they can start to have those conversations on their own because they've seen it modeled Absolutely. Um, so it has multiple uh, roles, just having that weekly well, or daily. Sometimes it, maybe it's a daily meeting where you're like, what's going on tomorrow? Because I couldn't <laughs> plan it out a week ahead, um, but just knowing that what's happening. Well, and I think the other thing that comes with starting with asking what's going on. Hey, how's it, you know, how's it going? Are you trying out for the play this year? Mm-hmm. Are you going to play an instrument this year? Whatever it is, asking those questions and getting in the habit of that actually makes kids more willing to volunteer that information later without you asking. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, I have tryouts on Friday or, oh, this. And those are good things to know. We can pray for one another. We can mm-hmm. encourage one another. And But if they think you don't care because you've never asked, yeah, then they're going to be less likely to volunteer that information. They're just going to do their own thing. And I mean, of course, I know my parents cared and your parents cared. Mm -hmm. But we did start to lose some of that communication where it was like, well, y'all are busy. Like, I'm just going to go do my thing. Right. And it just happens so easily. Yeah. And And of course, our parents care. Yeah. But especially as kids get more and more independent, you know, and I'm talking even before they start driving, because that's a whole nother level of independence but they're just like you said they get more involved in their own world and they become more they have more agency over 
what those activities are. Right. And we may not even know that they <laughs> signed up for a play at school. Right. Or, or that so- their art got picked for the library art yeah, contest to be, or whatever displayed. Or, right. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know how it happens, but it does happen. And so I think the sooner we can start talking about these things as a family, the sooner it becomes the culture in our home. Yeah. To share what's going on with us. And that can be nothing but healthy. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to other conversations that we've had about just making sure that there's enough white space on the calendar to be able to have those conversations. Yeah. <laughs> be able to say, hey, uh, you know, family family meeting, like, how are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> what's going uh, on? What's week? happening this week? I don't, I've totally lost track of the different things that are going on. So, right. Um, and that can be activity-based, but it can also be things like school. Um, we've talked about, you know, we have our, our sweet friend, um, Penelope, who's a, a really good friend of our kids. And every time you see her, you are asking her, hey, what are you reading these days? And it's not because she's not athletic and she's not into sports or anything like she is. She's very much part of other activities, but it's because you know that she reads a lot. And it's important. And it's important to her. And so it's a way to engage with what's important. So don't take this to mean like we're only talking about sports and like going to those activities because it's about, it's more about what happens between the sports activities that is going to be the relationship long term. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and certainly those big moments, those things that you have to put on the calendar, like games and tryouts and practices and all of those things are all important. We have to schedule our lives around them, but really it's the moment between those calendar moments that are really where we show our best support. It's true. It made me think of one thing though, before we get to like the Mm in-betweens and that is when we show effort to our kids that we're going to go to things, you know, it's our, we show effort and we invite the siblings to come along, you know, once they're old enough to stay home alone or whatever. We show how important it is. And I have actually seen time after time after time that with, you know, some families that are a couple, you know, steps ahead of us, that those siblings then make the effort to come home when they can or to support how they can by Mm -hmm. sending a video or a note or a text or whatever, or even if they're close by, like coming home for games, you know, occasionally and... You're talking about like from college? Yeah, yeah. from college. So I think that this, but that has always been a priority in their house. Right. It's been part of the family culture. Yeah. It's just built in that you go if you can. If you can go, try to go. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think looking back on my own experience, I know um, parents to, to child. I mean, I remember my dad had heart surgery um and two days later i had a football game and he was there (laughs) now he he stayed in the car because he was feeling fairly miserable and was still recovering he's and it was like eight degrees outside or something ridiculous it was really cold (laughs) um but so he he stayed in the car for most of it but he was there and i just remember 
that feeling of knowing that uh, my my parents cared and that their their presence mattered mm-hmm. right and i know that that is not always possible i mean i know your parents were not at every one of your belt testings yeah, or for taekwondo, taekwondo or taekwondo meets but they had a 2 year old so <laughs> right i had one of those sports that you watch minute and then 8 hours later you watch another minute so. right right but you didn't feel Unsupported. Unsupported. No, because, and I think that that's what you were getting to, and I totally sidetracked us, but mm-hmm. um, it's those moments in between. I was, like, asked, like, how to go. The thing that sparks my mind, though, is I actually didn't, you know, I think my parents were really good about asking how did it go, but I think it was more one-on-one mm-hmm. and not, like, at the dinner table. So there were times I didn't. I knew Sarah was thinking about playing lacrosse. But I never went to a game, and I never heard about lacrosse until she quit lacrosse. <laughs> right, right. And I was like, wait. And Sarah and I are super tight, mm-hmm. super close. But I look back, and I'm like, man, I wish I would have gone to that. I wish right. I would have been a part of that part of her life more. Mm-hmm. You know? Same with tennis. And I know we had our own sports, and it was hard. But I didn't even know when her games were. Right. You know, and Laura and her swim meets. Those are all day, but I probably could have made some of it, you know, and I just didn't put the intention in and we didn't really talk about it as a family. And I think that's something we could do better, right? Like that's our whole goal Mm -hmm. is trying to do things, finding a way to do things even better than our parents did, even if our parents did great. Right. 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 Because you do have a good relationship with both of your sisters and Mm -hmm. you all are talking all the time through different means, you know? So it's not that showing up equals support, right? Those two are are not the same. It is one way to show support is by showing up. Right. And for some kids, that may be absolutely necessary, (laughs) right? Right. And and every situation is different. So I don't want to say like, this equals support. This is what support looks like. Support may look different from kid to kid. Or if you don't do this, your kids will have a terrible relationship. That's not what we're saying either. Right. Obviously. There's a lot of variables in their relationship that we don't control. But I can see where, you know, so much of society now feels like they're on an island Hmm. that especially in today's age and especially with so much disconnected connection that to have your family unit knowing what's going on with you is a huge boost to your mental fitness and your ability to cope with things and to talk things through and to share the weight of Mm -hmm. whatever's going on with you. And so I think now more than ever, it's important to have that family support system where you're all talking to each other because honestly, it's too much for just the parents. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, they need that sibling support. Otherwise, they're on their own little islands. And that doesn't foster one. It doesn't foster a good sense of loving others well and right knowing that you're not the center of the universe. But <laughs> it's also taking care of each other with that team mindset. Right. Know? Well, and if we have been able to build that um, connection between with the siblings with one another then 
as parents, that becomes an extra tool that we can use if something seems off. Like if, if Renee seems off, we can say, Garrett, what's going on with Renee? Like, I, I don't, I'm not asking for like gossip or, but just like, is she all right? Like, yeah. can you check on your sister? seems like she's been off. There may be something going on. Can you help us out by right. having a conversation with her? You know, and that's a skill that they'll have to build. So it doesn't, mom and dad think something's wrong with you. Like, <laughs> that's not... That's not what we're going for, but you know, um, but being able to to tap into that and capitalize on that as parents is helpful. Yeah, for sure. No, it's really helpful, and also using them as a tool as they get older. Like, I can't be at the game. Garrett Matthew can't be at the game. Could Garrett go to the game? Like, right. Right. Or can can Renee go to Riley's so that we can go to this and I have a meeting? You know, whatever, maybe. <laughs> right. So just as that that team mentality in your Mm -hmm. family grows. I mean, obviously you can also do some fun things that show support, um, leaving notes is big or, um, sidewalk chalk. Yeah. Or the car window paint when they have that. As they get older. Even on your own car, like, Hey, let's go Garrett. You know, (laughs) I know I do see that on like, you know, um, minivans. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just call it what it is. Well, I know, but I was was trying to come up with Little League. Like, you know, with these young kids and their moms are like, that has never been my jam. But maybe when, you know, maybe as they get older, I can't be there. But it is a tool in our tool chest whether (laughs) we choose to use it or not. (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's right. Awesome. Well, hopefully you were encouraged by this and hopefully... It just gave you some new ideas, sparked some new motivation to have good communication and support one another um, so you can grow your team culture in your house. We hope you have a great day. We love you. If you have um, liked this episode, if you would share it on social media, that's always the best compliment you can give us. Yeah. And if you want to reach out to us with any questions on or thoughts on the episode, you can find us on Instagram at r.nuclear.family. Or you can visit our website at ournuclearfam.com. Have a great day.